Hi, I'm Nina Endurst. I'm Anna Tonk. Welcome to How to Be Human, a podcast that explores the common and often confusing themes of humanness. On this episode, Anna and I check in and have a chat. Take a seat, clear your mind, and let's chat. Hello. Hello. You're back. I am. I'm appreciative for American Wi-Fi. That's for sure. <laughs> it's not that good. <laughs> USA, USA. Um, I still, I had seen that TikTok before you sent it to me, but it made me laugh so hard of like the red, white, and blue motherfucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so every time when I was in Italy, I was missing the U.S. or like thinking of just that dumb shit. I'd be, that's what I would say to myself: red, white, and blue motherfucker. <laughs> and poor Nina got te- texted anytime I was being real American. I would text um, Nina and be like, "USA, USA," and I'm like, "My worst uh, nightmare." worst nightmare but honestly i feel like you did agree with me of when my patriotism when i would come out when i was like i got to to london my hotel doesn't have air conditioning and you needed a caesar salad obviously you know and when you're in any (laughs) country that's not this one and you know serves food i mean so many places don't eat like obviously we do here which is oh my which is disgusting, frankly. But, you know, they, like, eat their food. And (laughs) we don't have a culture. (laughs) Yeah, we... uh, Oh, my God. See, I both... I have, like, newfound appreciation for American sluttiness. And I have newfound appreciation for, like, European simplicity. Yeah. And if this is the first episode you've ever listened to How to Be Human, you're wild. And I love that about you. But this (laughs) episode, Nina and I, like, even though we're always apart, like, we've been apart for a month because I've been in Europe. I've been in Italy. And... I feel like it's end of a season. It's end of summer. We recorded the identity episode last week and we felt kind of like stirred up in a good way about that, that we thought it was worth doing an episode of us just like checking in and like talking to each other and sort of like how this whole podcast ended up being. So we don't really fully know what this episode will be. It would probably be kind of like, I think our old advice episodes, to be honest, a bit. Yeah. I think we just wanted, I Personally, I won't speak for you, but also felt like maybe we should tell people a little bit more about ourselves or and yeah. maybe you guys don't care, but maybe you do. <laughs> and this will be this the episode where, where you'll find out. Like, like do <laughs> I there, actually? This is our lowest downloads. I'm going to be honest. Y'all will hurt my feelings. No, I'll be you fine. won't hurt Nina's. No. She'll go the other direction and be like, fuck all those people. But I will be the one going, but Nina, I care. And I don't want to care, like, but, but that, I care. That one story I told, but I thought it was going to slap. No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just True. like, take it or leave it. But I really, you know, I, I've been thinking a lot about cultivating friendships and new friendships and being vulnerable, mm. being vulnerable, which I'm not Same. super good at. I'm really great at holding <laughs> space for other people. My favorite is Nina's the biggest um, vulnerability faker. In wow, the sense of- you're so right. You are, she's so in, and she has a pattern and I'm going to tell y'all oh, what it I is. I love when you just We're, decide these are the places you want to call me out. Go ahead. Well, Go ahead. I think because it's like I feel like you almost opened the door yeah, and no, I'm like, I well, yes, I, I will walk Go through ahead, it. Tell me. Tell everyone. Um, this is 
This is our couples therapy. Is when we tell the world, couples. Anna. Tell the world. But she'll be like, I want. She'll be like, so. And the best thing is, is I complain to Nina all the time. You know, like literally. True. When she's sleeping, I don't, you know, like I'll be like, I know she goes to bed earlier than me. I'll quit texting. But like, I have no problems. I'll be like, I had a feeling about this and I want you to know it. And she holds, I mean, holds a tremendous amount of space for me. And then when she's upset, she'll be like, so do you you have a minute? And I'll be like, yeah, that's all I got is minutes, you know? (laughs) And she'll be like, so this thing happened. And, and it won't even, you know, like. It, it, it'll be very vulnerable in the sense of it is a very personal thing, you know, and like, I'm not going to give it an example, but you'll be like, you know, you give like, an example. I don't care. Well, I this is the I mean, getting to like, know you episode. <laughs> well, it, it, it's often, I, I think he's been banned. So it's often about her dad. I'll be honest. And, and you'll be like, so like this happened. And I'll be like, that sucks. And so, and so then she'll, talk, and she'll be like, so anyway, so Italy, you're going soon. And I'm like, she has exhausted her window of vulnerability. It, any, um, I think anyway is my favorite way out where yeah, it is. totally. And, and I'll be like, we can talk about it more if you want. You'll be like, no. so thanks for that. And I'm like, nope, she's, no. she's, she's moved on. Well, so. I don't think that's faking as much as I have a real... We have such different ways. Well, no, it's not. It's not fake. No, but I mean, but I think you're good at, in all fairness, I think you, I think you're good at kind of living in a way that actually doesn't require a lot of vulnerability because you often are just being straight up about like who you are, what you want, what you expect, you know, like you're communicating those things. So I think like what other people think about in terms of vulnerability, like for you, you're like, Oh yeah. Vulnerability. Like, whereas you're just more living it. If, if that it makes does sense. Make sense. Like, I, I think that is accurate. I, I also have a very uh, much shorter, like attention span when it comes to, like you, you like to process things, which I so appreciate about you. And you have all this information all the time, whether it's information that you and something you've researched or like you want to, you're, you're gathering all this data about your feeling on something and that you like to talk about it. And I don't, and not because I don't want to heal it or understand it, but because I I genuinely don't want to say that many words. Yeah. Like I just don't. I think somewhere between the two of us is the answer. <laughs> I think you that's know, true. Like of, I, I think that's true and about I think many things. Under. Of course. I you certainly know, like, do. I certainly do. But because I think also too, like just because it's where you and I come at things from a very different place. Like I always laugh with you that you're like, I say it and therefore it is so. And I'm like, how? Like how does one cultivate that? You know? And I think that you're good at um valid like validating your experience of like and that's something I've been working on of being like I don't have to seek out this information I don't have to you know but to be honest like often for me it doesn't feel like a choice like it really doesn't like my brain's desire I don't think it is for it is is so strong that I'm trying to understand something and like I mean whether it's you it's my therapist it's people who've known me for a long time are like why but you don't need to know you don't need to know and I'm like I'm on your side I agree with you <laughs> but my brain very much side. will not let it go I think because I mean I, I think for me it's it, it's um 
it's a uh, an, an effect of trauma, to be honest, that I'm like, if I can understand it, then I can keep myself safe. Then I won't repeat it or I, I won't, you know, get into relationships with people who do that again. You know, like it's this way of trying to keep myself safe, that makes you know, sense. whereas I think you were like, fuck that. Nope. I, I know I'm good on it. I don't like it. I'm going to, you know, I am going to rep- protect myself from it. That to me doesn't feel like protection, you know, like. I'm like, ooh, but I know it's outside the walls and I want to better understand, you know, like it's just how I think our brains react Well, it's interesting because when you said Obst. my brain, I, I was thinking, yeah, but I, I, I do it like in, through my body. And mm. so I process it that way. If I'm thinking about something, I'm not, I, I don't, it's not that I don't think about it. And often it comes up, you know when I'm going to sleep at night or some really inconvenient time. But as far as letting it like understanding it, I feel like I have to understand things way more on a physical level for me to let, let it go or to understand. I don't want to feel like that again or Mm. push someone's energy away from me. It all starts and ends there. I mean, obviously my brain is active and I'm thinking about it and making conscious choices. I'm not, someone who doesn't want to have access to that but it's a lot of that kind of processing for me and I I feel like I'm playing catch up with that because for so long I didn't process anything and I talked incessantly about stuff and I would and I was I would just I would just obsess about the person or the thing or the person and the thing and I would try to understand it a million ways but it never worked and also it never changed. And I, yeah. And I just got really tired of that. I think I cut people out way too quickly, but also not at all. It also, that's something I've been thinking about. I'm like, am I, I was talking to a friend the other day and she was at, honestly really bothered me. I'm going to be vulnerable. And then I'm going to say anyway, but I was talking, (laughs) I haven't seen her for a long time. And I was like, Oh, what'd you do last weekend? And she's like, Oh, I was here with, you know, all these people we went to college with. And I'm not friends with them anymore. And a lot of them actually went to high school too. And but I was like, Oh, I haven't seen you in so long. And like you're hanging out with them. And I but then I asked her questions about it. And I wasn't jealous at all. Like a couple yeah. of years ago, maybe, like ten years ago, eight years ago, whatever, I would have been it would have been like a gut punch. But mm-hmm. I was like, what would I be even talking to these people about? And, and I tried to stay with myself in that because I've lost a ton of friends over the last se- seven years, like so many. And not because anything happened, just because I, I've said this on the podcast, I just kind of stopped engaging and people really, I really realized that it, a lot of them were one way streets and I just don't number one have the energy but also it doesn't feel good but I just was like what is that I don't want to be someone who's naive and not self-aware and I I obviously take accountability for when I make mistakes I try to as much as possible It, it wasn't anything like that it was more just like what is what is that like so if I'm not staying the same that's my narrative which could be right or wrong but if I'm not it feels like to me if I'm not staying the same or if I because I'm not like them then that there's no interest in keeping up the connection and I've and I've never been like Mm. them but it just made me realize that 
that doesn't feel great. It's funny, something that I think you're you're touching on that I've been thinking about a lot is conditional relationships. And it's like, it is really tough if you're like, I don't, if like us being friends means like I have to do all the work and I'm not allowed to change, then I can't then I can't do that. You know, like that's those are conditions I can't agree to, yeah. you know. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't suck. And it doesn't mean it doesn't suck to like be like, you know, odd man out. You know, like I that's something you know when um this probably doesn't happen to you, but I think you it won't surprise you that it happens to me. You know when everybody is obsessed with someone and you hate them? And that makes me crazy. And I don't mean celebrities. I mean within like a a, a friend group. Yeah, or that something. happens to you way more. And I'm just like I don't, and I don't understand why it makes me crazy, but I'm like, what I think the thing is, is like, I don't think anybody likes to be left out. Even if you're not choosing that, even if you don't choose to be friends with those people, like it just hurts to be left out. And so like when everybody is like, oh my God, they're amazing. They're so smart. They're so this, they're da, 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 da. And I'm like, what? Like, are we talking about the same person? You know, like essentially what I'm upset about it's not that like my friends like love this person and I don't or what you know it's not that it's more like I feel left out I'm like I went in on the party that is this person you know like it's it's more for me like dealing with the feelings of being left out that it just like doesn't feel good no matter how you slice it or even if you've chosen it like I'm going to leave myself out of this you know yeah I for me it's less it definitely maybe has it's less that and more no, it doesn't feel good to be left out, but it's less feeling left out at this point and more like I, <clears throat> sorry, I'm not crying. I just said something in my throat. <laughs> I, I <laughs> just to clarify, clarify, <laughs> I feel like it's made me question my judgment mm. in, or maybe just look back and be like, you really thought these people were like your people. And that, uh, that's what, is weird to me because it's not, yeah. Like it's me being like, you were convinced that these were amazing friends that you were going to be friends forever, that you guys had like a really great solid, because for me, my family felt really dysfunctional, even if it wasn't by other people's standards. And so my Mm -hmm. friends were always the place that I went to, you know, feel safe. And I did. And I think I, I think what happened is I and you say this and way says this that you're always really surprised that I wasn't like hanging out, you know, with certain kinds of people. But I think yeah. I chose a lot of um people that felt really safe to me, but also in that I don't align with them on like most things yeah. at all times. <laughs> That's so that's really interesting. I think that's something I haven't understood. Like, I've obviously known that you've um, moved on from a lot of old friendships since, like, since we became friends. Like, I'm, you know, I'm aware of that theme in your life. You know, I don't think I think I had understood it more as you felt maybe not seen or you had outgrown these people. I don't think I realized that there wasn't the the element of like 
oh, I like I really thought we were ride or die. And apparently that was one sided, you know, like I knew that they felt one sided in terms of energy and effort. But I don't think I, I, I think I had missed that you maybe felt. This is a strong word, but like discarded somewhat. No, that is 1000% not a strong word. That is exactly how I feel. It's not left out. It's discarded. 100% because. Which fucking sucks. When a friend of mine called me the other day and he, I've known him since I was like very young and, and I haven't seen him in a long time. And he talked the entire time. And then like the very last minute was like, how are you? And I started to answer and he obviously was not engaged with anything I was saying. And then two minutes later, the conversation was over and I was just like, this is, this is my issue right here. It's like, I know that I was a flawed person, obviously in my teens and twenties, you know, I know that I probably processed too much with friends where I didn't need to, obviously we all had bullshit going on, but What I do also know is that I constantly would call, would check in, would make sure, like, would try to keep the relationship intact. And what I, this is exactly what the problem is, because when I stopped doing that as at first an experiment, but also just survival after having a baby being like, I have a business, I have a baby, I'm newly married, I'm back in this country that I'm fucking hate most of the time and I'm scared and I just need to like not be holding on to things like this. And when no, when like 90% of those people just stopped engaging with me, I was like, wow, that's good to know. Like, yeah, cool. Thank you. I'm so happy. And of course shit happens. And of course, but it really has like jogged. It has like triggered a lot of memories of being younger and being like, oh, these three girls were four best friends, but these three girls, like, they understand each other differently. And I always felt not left out, but always just felt so like different, even though we all had different lives, there was like some language I wasn't speaking and, Mm. and I don't know. And I still don't speak it. And so it's like, everybody's agreed upon like these types of, I don't know. Yeah. I think I'm like too, um, dark sometimes too, you know, like I think I'm just too dark. (laughs) I don't know. I don't think you're too dark. I think well for the crowd, maybe <laughs> for that crowd. I think that you're. I think you're. I mean, it. It sounds like you were probably never a fit with. These no, people. I wasn't. That's it. Exactly. You know? I was never. And you. I think you blame yourself. Like you were too much, but really, like they were never enough. You know, and for whatever reason, like, I think you said something really revealing that they seemed safe. And so I think you put this value on them that they were like better than you in some way. And I did. I thought they were more together than me. I don't obviously anymore. But when I was younger, I definitely did. I was like, they're smarter Uh, than me. They're safe. They're more together. Of course. Yes. Yeah. So obviously as an adult and as you've like healed those beliefs about yourself, you know, like they wouldn't you wouldn't be in resonance with them like at all. And like, I feel that way a little bit with some of my old college friends. And I've talked to you about that in terms of like, you know, I sort of tried to, and it's not like, you know, like it's not like anything's happened, but like I have a group that it's like the four of us and three of them have a lot more in common than I'm, I'm the outlier. And it, it is always interesting when you start 
you know, asking for, I think, more of your needs to be met or for you to be seen, like, it's all fun and games until, like, often you have demands, you know? And I think for you, like, what you saw is, like, exactly when you needed a return on your investment that you had put into the bank of friendship, look at how little that they could give you back. Like, when you're, like, I'm newly married, I've had a baby, I'm back in the country, you know, like... Yep. That is all very fair, legitimate shit that people should be able to show up and go. And and the thing is, is I don't think um, I think you're you're not hard on people, but I think you have high standards. But I don't think that they're unrealistic. And all of that is very valid shit that if if um, you're friends with someone, ideally that would occur to you like, oh, my God, I didn't think about the fact that not only she just had a baby, but she also just got married. She also just come back here. I need to check on mm-hmm. her, you know, like. All of that, I think, in friendship and things should be pretty commonplace. But, like, it does seem to get – it does seem hard. And I think that, um, like, something I've been noticing in friendships, too, is, like, when push comes to shove, like, when you say, like, this hurt my feelings or I didn't love that, like, I didn't love this, like – a lot of shit falls apart. Oh, a lot of people just and it's are like, like, sorry, then gotta go because people don't love conference. Or shame spiral. Totally. It's either don't want to deal with it, either, well, that's, you know, sucks for you. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like, well, it, because of my fear based blah, 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 and my struggle, I, you know, and it's like, none of that is an, an apology. None is that, none of that is reflecting to me that you heard me in some way all of that is you excusing the way that you acted you know yeah and it's made me think about um i was listening to stay sexy and don't get murdered um (laughs) the book that georgia hardstark and karen kilgariff wrote from my favorite murder and y'all it's not about murder it's a really incredible book they've written and it's really interesting and granted i'm a fan of the podcast i feel weird about liking true crime these days it feels really unethical but anyway that's for another day um ooh, pod topic ethics yeah um Mm. so but karen was talking about i really identify with karen i feel so similar to her just something else but that's fine i know it's funny because she doesn't really talk about but then so she was talking about like she would come into therapy and be like and blah 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 blah, and i'm you know this person and da 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 and her therapist was like how what how big how many close friends do you have like what is your close circle and she was like i don't know like 20 30 people and her therapist (laughs) was like way too many like that's insane you know and was like, you get five. Like most people have one to five really, you know, is their inner circle. And those are like the only people you go to about like big things about yourself, yes. you know, and like broke down sort of the circle like of, of intim- you know, like the, the rings of intimacy sort of and access to yourself. And I was thinking about that and I was thinking about how often too, especially like in long-term relationships and friendships and things like that, that like we forget that like these people shouldn't have that access or influence anymore, but we give it to them just because of time, you know? And like, you mean time, like we've already invested the time. What do you mean? Yeah. And, but, but yeah, if it's like, who cares if you've been friends 20 years, you know, it's like, if you really, and granted you're in a different situation than me in that, like, you know, like I moved around a lot. Like I don't, I don't really have that ac- that much access to anyone I knew really before high school, you know, like 
it's real tough to keep up friendships when you know like you're 10 and you've moved yeah, you live no. abroad and at some point you're just like we can quit doing this you know it's just like totally we're seeing each other maybe once a year it's just silly but um you know that you have much more of these people that like you're you really came up with you know like that is i think that that's um really common for people and also like I think most of us are not looking to make our lives more difficult and like the pressure of like don't be an outsider or don't like don't make waves and stuff can be really difficult like I experience it more like in my building where like some of my neighbors are like and some I don't and I'm just like do we all like do we all have to hang out like can't we just like be adults and like forge relationships with some and not with others. And you know, it, it all becomes very high school. And I'm like, we get to choose like it, when we're not really actively choosing the people in our life, it seems like we go awry. Well, I was thinking today when I was moving stuff and like my bod, I was like, huh, I, and this is not, by the way, in any way meant to be like some egotistical moment of like, oh, Nina, you're just special because like that is my pet peeve in life. Like it's not that. I'm just like, I, I'm not, I don't think I'm palatable for a lot of people. I don't think I'm easily, easy to understand for a lot of people. And that I now realize is like a huge strength in, of mine of just being, you know, I, I, I have depth and I'm not saying that these people don't have depth necessarily, but I think they're, they understand each other differently. And I think that's something that's always been a challenge for me to own is like, you don't have to be digestible. You don't have to be some to fit into something that that's not. And you don't, and even if that that's by the way, like starting to play this role of the badass or the whatever, right. That I had been cast as so that I could still be, I could still fit into something. It just was different than everybody else. Right. Like, Oh, she's like, she's a little bit off the rails or she's funny or she's, you know, kooky or crazy or whatever it was, but it was still like, they, I felt like they still cast me as something or I still cast myself as Mm -hmm. that. And now I'm like, I'm, I am who I am. Like, and I'm, and I, I've told you this before and I might've even said it on the podcast, but when an old friend was like, you want to buy a house? And I'm like, I'm almost 40 years old. Did you think I was just going to be like, you know, like rudderless? Is that the word? Like, yeah. And just like this, this kooky, like New York girl who like just went out all night. And I mean, is that really what you thought I was going to be for the rest of my life? But not even that. You haven't been that in a long time. A long time. So it's also like, it, to me, that's so telling of where they want you to be. Exactly. And how they want to exactly. cast you. You but know, because it's, it's like. Totally. And it's not even that about That hasn't been them. relevant to you for 10 plus years, I think. No, it hasn't. You know, like. I think what I've learned is over the past, what I've really like started to close the, the book on is none of this is sad or confusing to me anymore. It's more feels empowering of like mm. and that feels good because for it's been a challenge over the last couple of years to be honest of like huh what did I do what did this what happened what's confusing blah blah and now I feel like I've really just I'm so I I've moved on and I feel good about that like I don't I don't yeah. want to be in those rooms and not because I yeah. feel angry 
one of the things I want to start on. Well, I, I feel like I'm getting there and Italy was really good for me in that respect. But like, I think something I fear and it's related more to my dad's death of just like fear of loss, you know, mm-hmm. and I get like, I can definitely be an emotional hoarder and be like, well, it's better to like have these friends. I don't like totally like, you know, feel seen by or enjoy like there, it, like I can I definitely have to be vigilant with myself about like good enough is often like a way of harming yourself versus just reckoning with your feelings of loss or being alone. Yeah, I feel like that's coming up so much for you. Like just, you know, you have a lot of people in your life that you don't really like. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But they won't let me go. Well, it's you, like it's not the up, craziest but it's not, thing. But it's not up to them. I, uh, one would think, but it's, but not. it's also, I, it's not, but like the amount I get steamrolled, but you can't let them. And I know that sounds like dismissive, but it's not, it's, it's like, I, you know what though? The next time it's happening, I'm FaceTiming you and my therapist and I'm being like, watch this shit. What else would y'all do? You would cave, you know, like I, well, and that's what I'm seeing like in a bigger way too. It's just like certain dynamic something i've been really guilty of and is because also to my fucking brain um i like to win and i like to figure out how to game things so if somebody is really prone to steamrolling me i'm like i'm gonna figure out what makes it stop rather than just going this is a dynamic that doesn't work for me how do they steamroll? you know like give me an example this morning for example someone had texted me and said are you, are you free to grab a coffee? I want to show you something. And I said, no, I've got calls and it, it continued and continued. Well, then I'm going to FaceTime you. Cause I want to show you this, thing. you know, like it, I kept being like, no, I have things to do. I've also just gotten back into the country and that was not being heard. And then like, as I'm still saying, no, my, my, the FaceTime is going off on my phone. And did you answer? Yeah. I mean, well, like, don't answer. But then, but that feels like a game to me. But it's me. not. You you said no. And if someone keeps pushing in the door, you don't open it. You know what I mean? Like, just decline the yeah. call and be like, I'm busy. Period. Like, yeah. Because that, they that don't type take of shit you, happens to me. Because they don't take long. you seriously. And that really drives me crazy because you're, I've, we've had this conversation. You're a very serious person. But people don't take you seriously sometimes, not all the time. But in, and I, and why is that? Why don't people believe you when you say no? Well, I mean, my friend Juliana said to me years ago and gave me this little morsel when she's like, you, you don't trust your no. And I was like, yeah, it's true sometimes. But I think for some people as well, it's, it is a game to them. So it's, it's fun. It's fun to get me to crack. You know, like they do, t- I think, take my boundaries and like kind of seriousness as a challenge. Yeah, I, and, I agree with that. Which I think and which like, is really, really shitty, by the way. Yeah, it really, it, honestly, it is. It's and it's really shitty. It's eroded a few relationships because I'm just like, you're not hearing me. Like, this isn't fun to me. Like, it's not a joke to me. Like, it, it, it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't feel good. You know, like it, it feels um, very dismissive. I Yeah, it is. And that's why I'm saying like, I, I like you were saying before, access is a huge thing. If I if I don't if I remove the access, you just don't get in. It's not a game. It's just 
I'm removing the access, period. Like, I'm just not going to answer or I'm just not going to pick up your phone call or I'm not going to call you back. Not because I'm, I think it all has to do so much. I shouldn't say all so much has to do with your intention and how you feel it. Right. Like if you know Mm -hmm. that you're not being cruel or manipulative or playing into some sort of childish game, then it really doesn't matter what they think. And I don't mean that as like other people's feelings don't matter, but if you are the one being like, I'm not picking up the call. I just told you I was busy. But you're not like, mm, mm, I'm going to win, you know, that's yeah. different well, and it I lands think, different, even if people don't realize it at first. I don't know, because I mean, I think for me that a lot of people, I mean, just speaking to like what we were talking about earlier with conditional, I, a lot of times when I've really asserted myself, the relationships ended because they need to end because they need to end. You should not be trying to keep friendships. I but I. Ooh, that's that's I don't know. I so what you I mean, have they're to important pe- to me. Yes, but they sh- but if people respect you, they're not going to steamroll you. I'm sorry, that's ridiculous. Like, yeah, I you, agree. You know, like you shouldn't be the one holding it up. What's happening is like you're the foundation, and you're holding things up literally with your bare hands. And when you go to be like, hey guys, I actually need a break. I'm going to remove this hand for a minute, so things are going to be wobbly. They're what it just crashes down then yeah that thing was not built on anything really firm to begin with well i also think that it's like often with stuff or when they're not um working or whatever like it's painful so like lots of times i think it's easy or I don't know. Like I think sometimes like when I would want to maybe cause some of these are people that I don't think are bad. I would like to keep my relationship with them, but I would like for the relationship to shift, you know, or, and I'm, and I'm like, I'm down for that to be a conversation. You know what I mean? I think it yeah. is on both sides. I think that it's become, um, I was talking to my friend Megan actually. And she was like, yeah, I don't think you've had, that many people where you did have that level of trust that if you like that they would do the work with you that they would do the repair work with you and that's been something I've been thinking about in terms of forming new relationships is like I want to be in relationship with people that are both willing to do the repair work but like it it does suck when you see like wow like we've been friends a long time and when I tell you that that aspect of you sucks you don't care, you know, like, or if it just doesn't f- feel good for me, like it doesn't have yeah. to be, they don't have to change th- that thing, but they have to, they, if they don't have to do anything it, it in the friendship, if they're not aware that that bothers you or it hurts you or it doesn't feel good to you, then that's a problem, you know? And if someone were to say that to you, do you feel pretty open to feedback as far as like people being like, I don't like when you do this. I think so. Yeah. Okay. I think like if people are like, this doesn't feel good or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I think if it's, um, I would think I'm open to feedback if it's delivered in a, I don't know, mindful or sensitive way or something like that, you know, like, Um, I think sometimes people think they're giving feedback or something, but it's not direct or it's not spelled out, you know, and that also too, I also think people often when I'm, um, 
when I do express my feelings, like, uh, rather than giving me any clue they've heard that, they just immediately are like, well, you da-da-da-da-da or whatever. And that um, that I'm less open to as well. I'm like... I it, it's hard to hear that it, like it's hard to hear anybody if you don't feel like you've been heard you know yeah so yeah I think I'm open to hearing it as if I feel like there's that exchange if I feel like you hear me then I'm happy to hear you you know and I but I think it has been hard with some of these relationships that I'm like I just think that it's it's um I think some people that were really important to me some of what it is is I don't know that the the relationships have to go necessarily but they just can't be as important as they once were you know but it's more like um people have been demoted well I also think you are something you talk about a lot or often or sometimes is not is being validated right like and not feeling hurt or validated and I think that that you obviously aren't looking for it or I don't think you're looking for it in an unhealthy way but if you're not getting it from your friendships then they that's how how much time are and energy are they worth you know and it's not yeah. like solely for that but you're big on validating people i think and you're big on recognizing people and supporting them and that's a huge you know kind of um pillar for you and it's everyone's not the same of course but i think that's that's an important piece of relationships for you second part of that is I think you're making room for so much other, you know, so many other things in your life and that it, one does not, I'm sorry, there's just not enough room for all of it. There's just not. Yeah. I think something that's like nobody's fault, but definitely like it took until 42 to experience is I feel really left behind by a lot of friends. It, It took until now, you know, like in terms of being single, not having kids and stuff like that. And that's no one's fault and stuff, but people still want an access to me that maybe it's like it's no one's fault no one's doing anything wrong but it's not necessarily reciprocal how do you feel like you were left behind or have you feel like you've been left well behind? i mean like a lot of weekends you know it's like i've got to come up with stuff to do but everybody's with their partner yeah and but then like and this is my frustration they're busy on the weekend so even if i you know who wants to do something whatever oh we're doing that blah 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 but then i i feel like sometimes it's like all this pressure to do stuff during the week or whatever and it's just like i think it's just tough to to find people where it really does feel like a a two-way street in terms of like awareness yeah because what's convenient for them is not necessarily enjoyable or convenient for you yeah and it's it's that sort of stuff and me being a little bit I think more honest and like with certain friends of like hey you sort of forget me on the weekend and then you know Monday are right on me about like when we're hanging out like that doesn't feel good and she was like oh my god you're right I'm sorry I'll be aware of that you know and I'm like that's cool like yay let's more of that in life you know yeah Yeah, I think it's really important to be – I have one of my really good friends here is single, and she is younger than me, but I don't think of that. I think more of, like, her being single, and I try to be really sensitive about 
you know, I mean, I do invite her to our house because like the reality is I'm just like not going to a bar, you know, yeah. at this stage of life. But and maybe that's not if that's not fun for her, she doesn't have to come over. Right. You know what I mean? But I do try to think about like meeting her like maybe we could go for coffee after this or but or if you want to come over here we can hang it outside there or something but not assuming two things number one that she like can hang out whenever because that is something with single people that I think people really forgot it's like they're not your like in case of emergency or in case of like you want to hang out on a whim person that that's not yeah that's not cool or, you know, feeling kind of scratching an itch person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You have to prioritize people and be sensitive that they're, you know, that like weekends do look a lot different for them. Yeah. I mean, I think to me, like for me as well, like, like it's, it's not just the, the convenience or like the time or feeling, um, sort of like you're on the exactly like in case of emergency but it would also be like if your friend was like hey want to hang this saturday and you were like saturdays are family time mm-hmm. you know and i'm like you can just say no oh that oh that <laughs> like, happens oh yeah yeah that's icky like that's that to me that feels just, that to me feels like that feels really insensitive and also kind, yeah. kind of mean that's the shit that I'm just like, I've had it. I've just had it. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm not nice. And yeah. And I think it's a, a necessary having, having had it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I just want to clarify that some of the, like what I'm dealing with, with, you know, or like, got it where you're, you're like, wow, you know? And that's what I think I've just been sort of noticing is like who, who's kind of in what camp and what feels good and what doesn't and being really aware of just like where I've like really settled and sold myself short and like why you know like and what are you hanging on to that like what is the value for you and I you know I'm a pretty self-aware self-connected person I, I clean house pretty regularly in that regard and I still think it can be sort of um I don't know, sobering when you're like, oh, shit, there's always work to be done. Oh, yeah. There's always stuff you can adjust if you want to feel good in your life, you know? Oh, yeah. The other thing we've both been kicking around is work stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Always that. Yeah. I don't know what I want to be when I grow up anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm ready to set fire to my... I mean, I I don't know what I want to do, but I... I know some things I want to do that are kind of big and I know other things I don't want to do. And I'm trying to make myself not run into, and I can elaborate on those things in a second, but I also have very like practical shit. I need to like tend to that. I'm like, Anna, don't distract yourself. I'm like the practical, I have some health stuff I need to deal with. I have some apartment stuff I need to deal with. I'm like, you got to have your month away to have your midlife crisis and figure out what you want to be when you grow up. And now it's time to come back and clean up some of your mess in order to make space for that stuff. But man, the temptation to just run and start some new stuff. I'm forcing myself not to right now. And it finally feels really good to not because I am the queen of, of new idea, new thing, new, like starting a new thing, hobby, blah, blah, whatever it is. But like often making it business related. 
and I'm just not, I have an idea that's sitting there and I'm letting it sit and I'm not, I will not force it. I am, I am actually paring down and focusing on two things right now and those two things alone. And I want to do them well. And if there's a third thing that happens that I, you know, still don't, I'm not clear on, then so be it. But I just have realized so much that I love to stress myself out and, and pretend it's, I'm not that it's not creative not that it's not satisfying in certain ways, but like, it's also a way I avoid so much and somehow like make myself feel bad because I, I create all this world in which this thing needs to happen. And you've seen me do it multiple times now working with me where I'm like, this is going to happen or that's going to happen. And then all of my effort goes into thinking about that. And, and it just is for, and then I'm like, do I even want that? Actually, no, I don't want that. And I think part of that's just experimentation and figuring yourself out in business and in life. But I've just come to this realization of like, okay, put a, put the freaking brakes on, pump the brakes. What do you want to do with things you're already doing? Because you, and can you perhaps maybe just take some classes in that realm or yeah, put your head down in that way and, and grow it and, and commit to it and not have to reinvent the wheel every five fucking minutes. Well, I think you have this interesting tension where you don't like to waste your time, but you want to evolve, you know? And I think to evolve, you have to waste a lot of time. Yeah, you, you know, like, Or it feels like that. It feels like you're wasting time. But really, it's like learning what the reality of something right. is. You know, it's like, oh, actually doing that is... Oh yeah, it's this, you know, yeah. and it's like oh, and I don't like that. Yeah, good to I'll know. Never forget, like, good to know. I was, I mean, I was so fucking obsessed with magazines. It was like I want to work at me magazines. too. Oh my god, magazines. Yeah, and then the day one of my internship at Jane Magazine, I was like, I do not want. Jane, to work in um, I went to one I, one interview at Allure, <laughs> and the woman was like a grade A cunt, and I was like, I don't actually like magazines. And I, she was like, like asking me about the storyboards, and I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. She's like, You don't even know what this is, and I was like, I, I'm 17. But anyway, yeah, yeah totally, yeah, not a waste of time like, though. Yeah, your way. Exactly. But I think that you're really um, I have a question for you about your career, because I find sometimes that like the the tension or the like, you know, when 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 Nina's doesn't feel good about her career, like she's very unsettled, like you're very. Oh, it makes you very introspective. Like Anxious. you're very it's like. You're like a, a animal that like can't get comfortable. What? You know, it's like <laughs> she so, gets up, she circles a so couple more gnarly. times. She sits, it's so true. deep sigh, yeah. like gets up, what? and you're like, "What is wrong? You're you're a pup. Like, what's wrong? You know." Mm-hmm. Thank um, you for that visual. You're not even in my house. Go ahead. It's true, <laughs> but I that I'm what's curious for you, like what, like because you you like what like I love what I do uh, right now. What is it you think, like, isn't sad? At, like, why do you think it bothers you on such a, 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 like, a deeper... It seems to bother you it does. on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. What do you think that deeper level is? Is it, like, a dissatisfaction? Is it a fear about, like, the future? Like, what is what is that for you? Because 
I think you really you you love what you do. I you know, do. like you you love reading for people. I think you love doing movement. I think maybe for you, it's been tricky to figure out how to really like bring movement to people in a way that feels that I have really not, in alignment yes, with who you are. That I haven't figured out yet. Yeah. Do you think that's some of the unrest? Because yes, it's like that is m- most of the unrest, but mm. because and that's what I that's the that's the thing I'm putting on hold, which is frustrating yeah. because it, it and hard it started it's my, what you're the most interested in well not necessarily but it is what i love like personally the most right like mm-hmm. you, i took a page out of your book well you know i mean you not that you invented courses but it's like no but i am a nerd for life you're a nerd I'm for life like, i signed up for this i know and, and i'm like my like, fucking head's gonna explode but i you're like enjoy that nerd really <laughs> Whatever, loser. No. <laughs> I forget I would what never, I said. I forgot it was like never. Sunday mornings. Oh my God. And Nina was like, You, you're doing something on Sunday mornings. I was like, I know. I'm just oh, as like, surprised as you are. Crazy. But I, I'm very sensitive to something that I think is kind of common in Aries too is like the, these like hot flashes of like, yeah. Ooh, I have a creative idea and I'm going to do something and I'm going to start something and start something. And I think that I'm so conscious of not finishing things because I, I don't, I used to do that a lot in my life and I really want to kind of see things through at this point in my life, but I also want them to be right and to be aligned and to grow and to not be stagnant because that doesn't help anyone and blah, blah, blah. I have this long list of rules that nobody gave me. I just have made up. And the movement piece does really bug me because I haven't figured it out. And it's not about being right, but it's just about questioning, like how could this thing that I know that I'm really good at, honestly, and love, how come I haven't figured out like the way to communicate it in a way that feels Mm. real and um, that lands the way I want it to land and is, you know, all of these things. And again, maybe my expectations are too high. The stuff with the reading, which really is like I've, I've said to you lately, like I've, I've really steered away from the word coach for my entire career, but that's really what I do. I read, but I, it's more of coaching. You know, I see people regularly. I, I now like implementing these methods that I know and are like practical and, rooted in like in actual science and things that are not I'm not pretending to be a therapist or or doing anything like that but they're just I'm I'm blend I do blend practical and mystical and I've never really understood myself enough to know how to communicate that without feeling like cheesy about it so I feel like I've I've really once I stepped back and was able to see clearly I've I've kind of gotten that and I'm now just focusing on working the way I work and I feel really good about that. That was really bugging me for a while too. Cause I was like, I'm doing this, but like, I'm not a reader reader. Like I'm not just doing one off yeah, readings and that, and I just couldn't find like what I was comfortable with. And now I feel like I have. So that feels very good to kind of settle into, but the movement stuff is bothering me. Cause I'm like, why can't I figure this fucking thing out? I get that because it's how I feel about art and creativity. Like, how can I be as creative as I am, love art as much as I, I do, and I can't really figure out a way to make that more of my work? You know, like, yeah. I don't, I, I really do um, 
I feel you on that of like, how can something be so important and feel so intuitive in a lot of ways, you know, and it feel, but it's like when I go to like articulate it or really write something like a plan down or what it's like, you know, like I don't, I can't like give language to things Uh or the only representation i see is all shit i would rather die than do exactly you know exactly which i guess i could put my big reveal on here is that i'm gonna retire from reading tarot in 2023 i'm gonna retire from one-on-ones and reading in 2023 are you still gonna do that you're still gonna do the recorded ones though right i am i think i'm gonna do the recorded readings because i so do maybe don't say tarot. you're gonna retire because you're not but i kind of am like if you want to book me one-on-one you've got a couple months friends um yeah because i think that's so it's the business so awesome. of it I'm over the business of it. I'm over like, you know, and that's something that is funny because it's like, (laughs) you know, I look at Nina's business and it does not run like mine. And it's funny like, you know, that I'm like, yeah, I could like see people week to week. Like if, you know, I don't know, like if people behaved, but then I don't know. I feel like it's something where. I'm, I can work really hard and I can be very, um, hard headed and I've worked really hard to build a successful tarot business that, you know what? I haven't enjoyed it that much the whole time. Really? And yet I, yeah. And I kept being like any day this will pay, you know, like I'm really good at bolstering my own spirits and because I'm like, I refuse to be uncomfortable in my life. I refuse to be unhappy. But that also keeps me from changing things sometimes that don't make me happy. Yeah. You know, like, and I think sometimes too, like, if you are spiritual, you do meditate. Like, if you're doing all the things that anyone's going to tell you to do when you say, I'm like, I'm not happy or I'm anxious or whatever. When you've been at that for a long time the the game changes and it gets harder to figure out what's going on with you, you know? And that's been part of my, I'm like, I know, I like, I know that when I first like fell in love with tarot, like I know that was very real. And I know I left a very successful career for a reason, all of that stuff. But the business of it, the reality of it, the marketing yourself constantly, the like the things, the only ways I was able to make it really financially viable for myself. Like I don't enjoy, right? I don't like, right. You know, I've burnt out and it's not so much the reading for people, but like that for me was always a very small part of my business. I made much more money um, teaching and doing events and doing private parties and all of that sort of stuff. And it's just, yeah, I'm just, I'm donezo onezo, you know, and, and I want to, I think I want to evolve and I think I've always wanted to put more of my own ideas and content and things like that out there. And I think tarot and mysticism and witchiness was like also this beautiful shield and crutch for me to hide behind for a while that gave me, like made me feel braver to do some of that stuff. And now it's like, mm, it's time I can just be myself. Yeah. I don't need yeah. to be. And I think you're good at that. Like in terms of you're like, yeah, but like I think you put Nina first, not like Nina, the reader, I can't. you know what I, I mean? I, and, I've never, I've never had that identity. That's why yeah. I was confusing, and and that's exactly why the movement stuff is. Well, that's not the only reason, but that's one of the things that's really tripped me up. Is I don't have that identity, and I never did, and that's why 
even when I would do stuff for like free people and things where you have to be really, you know, in it, it just, I was, I had to be me. I I couldn't be like the, the yoga teacher or like that just never, ever, ever, ever landed for me. Felt right. Felt ethical. Felt like any of it. I just, it just, and it, and I know that I can be very, um, stubborn and it's not about that. It's just with everything in my being, it feels wrong to, to present, yeah. to present like that. Well, I also made this connection once when a client like lost her shit on me a couple months ago where I was like a lot of tarot, a lot of this business is like reenacting trauma for me. And I think that of like showing up to be sincere and tell people things, you know, like, and then them like uncorking on me, you know, and stuff. And I was just like... I don't think it's like, I think I've just tried to make something work that doesn't work for me. Yeah. You know, and like that's it. And I think accepting that and. Oh, it's so awesome. It's so awesome. I mean, reading regularly. Did I tell you about the, I I sent you the recorded reading, the email. Yeah. I I could never read one-offs for people. I couldn't because it's the expectations are through the roof for something that like like the questions people ask and and Anna knows this way more than I do like my business has always been I meet with somebody and then we decide on of like that we're working together and then we work on things and we use the tarot and other things but we're that's it to come to someone and be like will I find love and it's it's like yeah that is how could you not burn out on that? But also like, how, how is that? Like, how could that be real at a certain point? And I'm not saying that there aren't readers that like are lifetime readers or mediums or whoever, like power to you, as long as you're actually rooted in something real and have, you know, a a moral compass. But I, I just feel like that's so not your long game at all. Yeah. Well, it's funny because like, you know, like obviously being the the person in it, like I get how I ended up where I am in the sense of, um, I really, I like, I really like helping people get where they want to go, you know? And if I can help do that, I'm more than happy to do so, you know, whether that's sharing insight or helping you strategize or, you know, supporting in some way, like I'm really happy to do that. And, and it feels really good to me. That feels good as work for me, you know? Um, but yeah, there's so much stuff that comes with tarot and being a reader. If you are sort of trying to work in the traditional hourly model or whatever, that is just like, uh, just brain melting the amount, like the expectation or the, the delusion and, and I don't really mean this to like, you know, I also have tons of clients that I absolutely love and adore and are wonderful people who've done so much in their life. You know, of course I just, it's not- it kind of just reminds me when I was working at this television network and I, and I was like so frustrated because I felt really set up all the time. And my friend was like, you're, it's just not a fit. You know, she's like, you like not that you're wrong, but like you're you're not seeing that like 
you don't you don't fit you don't fit with their culture yeah, like, like them's the ropes yes, kids like yeah, yeah. Like she, I was like hired in this very technical position but every time I had to like kind of give them news like that's not going to work or this you know they were like mm, you're like bumming us out try again but tell us this time it'll work and I was like I can't do that though like that's not like I felt like I'm um, very villainized, you know, constantly. And I was like, I'm being villainized for like, what is my expertise? I feel a bit that way in tarot as it is. It's often in an hourly format. That's often how I'm being. Yeah, it's like, the- we value you. We want your insight, but make sure it's the insight we want. Oh, of course. Hear. Like of even worse. And like with parties, people being oh, like, parties. we want to hire Jesus. you f- for this, for this party, but good vibes only. And I'm like, listen, it's not even me. Like tarot doesn't agree to that. <laughs> and like, I can't control that. Like, do you know how many people at parties have asked me really wild fucking shit? You know, like, because it is where people are going to act up. They're like, we've had a few drinks. I don't know this woman. She's not going to like come back and that's when someone literally has you know the people who have asked me should I get a divorce I mean I'm like girl you don't know me you know like what if I've been married 12 times which you know like who gives a shit but also like it's just sort of wild to me sometimes you know um I don't know how to separate from like kind of just like the worry of I'm like oh my god this poor woman who's like asking a tarot reader at this party like if she should get divorced like I'm worried about her yeah that's a big <laughs> you know that's a huge that's a huge 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 deal like you can't you can't just for d- disconnect from the yeah and it's not about uh, taking responsibility for everybody all the time because that's not healthy either but no. You know, anyway, I think that that's really awesome that you're doing, that you're just kind of following, you know, talking the talk, walking the walk. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe it'll be temporary. Maybe it's like, I mean, Italy was a bit of an experiment. How do I feel with, you know, a month off of reading? And I did miss it a little bit. And I had some recorded readings, um, that I was like, oh, you know what? I wasn't going to do them until October, October, but let me go ahead and do it, you know? Um, but, and it was also fun, like reading for people I met in Italy, like just because it was for fun and cause I wanted to, and I offered, you know, like that's something too, that's been a lesson for me career wise is sometimes things that, that I feel the strong, the, the most strongly about and love the most, like photography for me, it was a huge lesson. Like, when I went to a very, you know, I worked really hard to get into a really good art school and surprise, I don't want to do that for a living. You know, often for me, what I really love and feel passionate about, like, can't be my work. I need to keep it pure for me, you know, but it's often thinking of like, what are, what are other things that are like work things that you can extract from Mm -hmm. that, you know? So, that's what I'm I'm trying to be in the soup of like I don't know what the answer is I don't know what's next for me and I am freaked out in terms of um income and things like that but I also think that uh money's like money always has a way for me of figuring like I always figure out how to make an income you know like so I can't use that as an excuse to not do the exploratory work, you know? Ooh, can't wait for next month's check-in. Well, this was fun. What are, 
yeah, and tell us what y'all are marinating on. Yeah. What's coming up for you? I was, you know, like, both Nina and I only ever want to be in our own soup for so oh, long. Please, for so, sure. So tell us yeah, what your so give, give us your deets. <laughs> yeah. It's soup season after all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, everyone. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. That's all for today's episode. If you're interested in submitting a topic or want to submit a question for our advice episode, please join our membership community at howtobehumanpod.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, we're guides, not gurus. <laughs>